All right, let's dive right into this. We've got Adrian Bosman here, and we've got Bryant, the owner of CrossFit Oahu. Thank you for that. thank you for joining us. And man, I'll tell you what, Boz said we needed to have you on the podcast, and I I generally trust him. And then when I saw your, I went to your website, and I first saw him reading right here. Born in Maine, then you went to school in California, so that's just two different worlds right there. Grew up doing gymnastics, wrestling, break dancing, and watching Jackie Chan movies. It, I immediately knew why you and Adrian were friends with that eclectic, bizarre <laughs> background. I was like, I was like, that's great. How did you guys connect? Uh, that's a great question. I don't remember the first time that we met, Brian. Do you? Um. No, but it's going to be one of the old school, maybe affiliate fill fest or whatever those things were back in the day, yeah. or maybe at a cert or something. Yeah. I have no clue. <laughs> Lost but to I the do, annals of, of history. Yes. I do remember some wild times at the 2009 uh, affiliate <laughs> gathering, but we had met previous to that. I know that I've been in, uh, to Oahu in 2008 uh, and visited oh. you there. I know that because I have a, um, I took a motorcycle trip trip with Chuck Carswell and I just oh, yes. some photos of that. So it was definitely pre 2008, I would say maybe even 2007, yeah. but I, anyway. when, I actually don't remember. <laughs> Boss, when was your motorcycle trip with Chuck? Cause I remember those photos. Uh, 2008, uh, we were out in Oahu and we both decided to rent motorcycles and we rode around the Island and uh yeah it was great it was a lot no of fun. way that was 2008 yeah man i look at the photos now i look like i'm 12 it's pretty amazing <laughs> i would i would have guessed that was like five years ago no sir oh <laughs> that just time flies that just made me feel <laughs> that some serious time has gone by that's insane holy yeah. cow man well you know we wanted to have you on here because we don't want people to get sick of seeing just myself and adrian quite frankly and on top of that, we want to leverage some folks in the community, especially it could be specialists, trainers, gym owners, et cetera, et cetera. And you fall into several of those categories. And then I did a little digging on your website and I didn't realize that you guys had been around for 15 years as an affiliate. That puts you in, in a very small group of individuals. So that was a while ago. How, how old were you when you started that? I mean, what, what made you even launch CrossFit and a CrossFit affiliate 15 years ago where it certainly was not a household name? That's for darn sure. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we were like the 40th something. I mean, I, I found CrossFit online. Um, as Boz will know, I'm, I'm deep online at all points. And I think <laughs> I found it in 2003 or something um, <laughs> and just followed the old school blog that they had. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, back then there was no affiliates. So I was in the military then and, uh, we saw affiliates popping up and I had to wait to get out of the military to open one. Otherwise, hopefully, I mean, it could have been earlier, but, um, back on the, back in the day, there'd be like a post and some people may know this, but there was a post on a blog and people would post all the comments and you'd put your times and things. So people would go back and find all my posts on there. And, um, there was another guy that lived two blocks from me, Craig, and it's pretty weird because it's pretty rare back then, but he, he was doing CrossFit. So we ended up working out in each other's garage and he was much older awesome. than I was. Um, 
And uh, he had the, the bright idea of doing park workouts and stuff like that. Nice. And then it just kind of went from there. So this was way back in the day of like the message boards and CrossFit and that whole other world when the CrossFit journal would be emailed to you and then you would print it out and staple it and yeah. read it. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, every every week. Kinda, they had their little handle on the main site and you like, there was, it was rare that you'd see somebody's first and last name. It was like, they had like some cool tag and you'd be looking for the people that you kind of knew around your ability level. You're like, Oh, so-and-so, you know, or whatever. Um, and so it was like the early days of the leaderboarding kind of, it was, yeah, those are fun times. Now, I, I assume over the course of 15 years, there's been some tremendous evolution from where CrossFit Oahu started to where they are now. And I was speaking to somebody the other day about, you know, how these days, I don't know how it got here, but it seems like everyone believes, hey, if I'm going to start an affiliate, I need to start in this megaplex, this huge megaplex with, you know, tons of equipment and debt and a big lease and all this stuff. And I just pray to God that the clients show up and I can cover the note each month. But I don't think people realize back in the day that was that was not only not how most people started, but it was actually frowned upon, really. I mean, you were supposed to start small and grow. What were the origins of your affiliate and what's been the evolution to today? Yeah, I don't I don't think you could do that back in the day because I like nowadays like you could just go buy all that stuff if you wanted to. But <laughs> right. if, if Adrian's talking about like <laughs> Yeah, to make your rings back then. Yeah, no. So okay, yeah. So with our rings, we took the schedule 80 PVC, you pack it full of sand, you duct tape the ends, you put it in the oven, bend around a paint can, and then put a loop through it. That's that's how we made the rings, and then it would mess up your forearms. Um, but yeah, like you're talking about the message board, I think, um, the owner of rogue bills has a post on the message board. If the message board is still up as searchable when he's talking about building his own pull-up bar before rogue was a thing. Um, so yeah, everything was built and pretty much DIY, which I, I just better at my illegal welding for our gym now, but like (laughs) we pulled out everything to the, um, park. Every week, once a week, we'd pull out stuff to the park and we'd get people hyped and we would just drag out rower. We had a rower. And then every month I just kind of bought or made one piece of equipment. Um, and we've slowly built, I mean, we, we are that megaplex now in a weird way, but it's been a slow process of all that. And I, I think it'd be tough for somebody to, to just, you know, yeah, do that. But, but so what you were a young kid got out of the army, early twenties. And then started with basically nothing, creating your own equipment, literally started with nothing. How in the world when nobody knew what CrossFit was, do you get the word out and, and actually start to get some people to show up to use this homemade equipment? Um, we got, and Mar, uh, there's a guy, Mar, Marcus Dedina, which uh, Adrian would know, but we did Absolutely. our first <laughs> um, park workout and I think we stopped two people because we brought out everything that you guys would know, like the like the old basketball filled with sand for a wall oh, ball, yeah. like like with the crappy shugu patch and all that. And we had like the you little get, you get sand in your eyes after every successful hit. Like it's just a guarantee. I remember that. Yeah, and we were doing like handstand push-ups on the side of the bat because our first one was in Capulani Park, so on the side of like the bathroom. Um, <laughs> like the outdoor bathroom is where we're doing handstand pushups. And I think we stopped two people and, um, they liked it. And then slowly, I think people would look up on the website. I mean, but a lot of times I'd say Craig and I showed up 
and nobody showed up. But, you know, just after the workouts, we'd go to Jamba Juice, which was cool back yep. in the day. Still cool, <laughs> yeah. probably. But um, we'd go and then it's it's slowly, um, slowly built up from there. We didn't we didn't do any. Of course, we didn't do any marketing or anything. It just yeah. became a word of mouth business. Well, yeah. right. What I think is so interesting is, you know, you and my other friend, David Osorio, shout out to him. You know, you guys have like my favorite gyms ever. I love visiting both of your places. I don't get to, you know, get, make it out to Hawaii as often as I used to. I used to do seminars out there somewhat regularly. Um, and the thing that strikes me about both of you guys' places, especially if you go there now and you do have what you say, you know, as the mega facility a little bit where you've got all the toys, you've got the space, it's clear that you guys are established, but there's still this uniqueness of culture that permeates everything. And um, I, I feel that some places that start big, they don't have that. It's a little bit more mm. sterile and a little bit more um, kind of cookie cutter. The, it's clear that they're trying to follow along with what they've seen elsewhere. And, and that's not necessarily bad, but I'm just curious, like how did you preserve that culture from that early kind of nitty gritty days to present day? And was that something that you actively had to seek out to do? Or is that something that just kind of, you know, happened naturally through the people that you attracted? Yeah, I think with culture, it's, uh, it should be unique to the owner. But yeah, if you just have like an investor and you're like, we're just going to buy the spreadsheet of stuff, it's, it's not going to be there. But um, as, as we built, I, I like to keep knickknacks. I like to keep stuff like that on the, on the walls, all that stuff to remind people, you know, where we're, we're coming from. So I think a lot of it comes definitely from, from the owners building it up. I mean, we have, I think I have one of the first, printings of the CrossFit shirts from the original gym in Santa Cruz on the wall and it's framed. So we keep a lot of history stuff like that. I like old books and stuff like that on the walls. Like there's super training from the seventies, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, which the record of human performance, which has got man versus beast in it, um, <laughs> which is amazing book. Um, you but you keep all that, that book anymore. Is yeah, it in print? That's the Mel Sif book. Yeah. Oh, Oh, super. Uh, so yeah, super I have super training yeah, too. Super I meant super athletes. There's an even gotcha, old school okay. hardcover one, but I, I have the Mel Sif one too. I, I actually, I mean, if I went around the corner, I have a, a crazy amount of books, which now coaching knowledge is off of Instagram, but I do love books, <laughs> um, but I love going checking things, but yeah, no, I think culture comes down from the little things that, that you do. Um, I stopped at the original CrossFit gym, Way back in the day, I went on leave, which they finally let me go on leave at some point. I drove from Sacramento to Santa Cruz, and um, I think it was Brandon Gilliam at the time was closing the gym down, but he probably shouldn't have, but he left me at the gym open until somebody got there the next hour, and I just got to hang out, and they were very friendly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, all the times I went to the original gym, um, I kind of remember that vibe. So I think a lot of that vibe of just being – friendly and and things uh has kind of percolated through through the years as as we get more of like an established business you know for people who haven't visited your gym give us a sense of your of your community your people there you know some cater to a younger demographic or an older demographic some gyms are really into the competitive scene whatever it happens to be if somebody was to pop in you know what's what's your community like there Oh yeah. Um, so pretty much anybody who wants to come in can join. 
So I think we have a wide variety. I mean, we have a super strong master's class, which is awesome. Like all the way up to like 70. Oh, and I really? teach that every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I teach that every weekend. I love it. I feel like we're preparing them for battle. I always tell them like, Hey, we're preparing you to fight the other masters later. We're going out <laughs> to the beach under the, under the equinox, you know, like, and we're, so we're always training them very hard, but then we do have a huge group of open gym people that are more like the have that competitive vibe. So because we are a bigger gym, I think we need to have kind of spots for each person. And, but overall it's like a family, they call it Ohana out here. You know, everybody's welcome. We get everybody to talk. There's nobody that just like sits here and scowls and doesn't talk to other people. And um, from our demographics, it's, it's pretty wide and varied actually. And you, well, you guys do a really good job of supporting that as using the gym as kind of like a community center. That's another thing I noticed about, um, you know, your gym and a lot of other places yeah. do that too. Affiliates do that really well, but like you guys, like the prom that you guys used to host every year, I don't know if you're still doing that. Um, it, but like you would always have these kind of calendar events that would, that would happen like clockwork that happened, yeah, you know, they're away from just people coming in and working out. So it really did transcend beyond that. Right. That's the hardest thing about COVID. I mean, if I shared my screen, I have a, a year it's called like a Gantt chart. It's like shows when things happen and week one of the year, week two of the year. And it's kind of the same, but we always do community events. And, and when I own multiple gyms, we would have things that we call like five gym events or multi-gym events or single gym events. And those are scheduled and I have strong event plans for those. So um, we haven't done a community event since COVID, but like our last one that we did, one, that's where you own an affiliate. So you can do whatever you want if you have bad ideas or good ideas. But you know, our last community event was like, I thought about like, what if you rode from Nihihau all the way over to the big island? So you rode each one of the channels. And then I made a, a I did the Excel spreadsheet and figured out that meters. And we were like 90 days, you can do it with a team or with yourself. And then I made a four by eight printout and you'd fill in each square with your partner as you do it. And then COVID stopped that. So we're going to do that. But yeah, we always would do the prom. We would do things called the box jump, which is a play on words where we'd go to different gyms and you'd have to do different workouts with your group. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Murph is coming up. So this year we're doing Murph all split up in times, but normally that would be a big thing. Um, I have tons of community. I mean, yeah, the, the entire, basically what Adrian's saying, the entire year's planned, planned out for community events and also on a day-to-day -day basis, we, we normally, you know, pre COVID would just let people hang out there to keep the, the streets clean what's you know? the covid situation right now businesses open closed starting to come back what is it um hawaii has been really restrictive um it's coming back uh we still have masks on we still have to do the squares um we're only supposed to teach 10 people classes so that's the only rule that that you know we, we teach bigger than 10 people because we can have as we can have open gym people because the, the rules are kind of weird but um we're still having like 30 people in there with open gym, but because we have the space, it's about 13,000 square feet. Oh, wow. But, okay. um, yeah. So have you, you've got all these cool community events that traditionally you've done, obviously probably an understatement to say that COVID threw a bit of a monkey wrench in there. How have you guys pivoted or what have you found actually works to keep your members still feeling like they're a part of something like they are in a community with a big reduction in, in-person meetings? Uh, super tough. I mean, when we went on lockdown, I think we're on lockdown. I have the stats, but I think it was like nine months or something like that. Um, I sent out emails every day to them and I would make a graphic that looked like a little mini whiteboard and we put out the wads and we called the homebody. Um, so we tried to do that. And then we're always 
thinking of other things. Um, although not a plug here, we should be, I've been trying to stand up to be on the whiteboard here for a while so we can get all that stuff going to have people uh, feel more connected on the day-to-day -day basis. And um, we always keep track of people, whether they come to class or not. And I'm always, we have a really good system of texting people if they've, they've been there a lot and things like that. But it's tough. I think it's tough. Yeah. One of the things that I think kind of along the same line of, you know, you get these really strong community events, you know, it's obvious that you do a lot of creative work to try to keep people in the mix during the COVID times. Um, a lot of that to me speaks to your willingness to try new ideas, good or bad. And that's something I've always really admired about you is that, you know, you're obviously a creative person, you're intelligent, and you're not afraid to take the risk of like, let's try this thing. And even if it isn't what I hoped it would be, it's worth rolling the dice. Like, can you speak to that mentality a little bit? Like what, what, what possesses you to do that? <laughs> Double-edged sword. Um, I think anybody who, anybody who has like an affiliate, you're going to have some really smart people that can be your business advisors. And I, I was lucky to get a bunch of um, people like that. They're, they're like my uh, one, one guy, Gary is like my older Asian dad. So it's like B minus what went wrong. And, um, you know, when you're talking to the, the, the business people that see CrossFit more as like the numbers versus the community, I think, yeah, they're going to see a lot of these things and like, why did you do that? Um, but yeah, you want to go out and I think just do fun things. I think part of the reason people like CrossFit is you can go out there and there's dress up outfits, do crazy things. I mean, one of our biggest hits, one of our coaches just had an idea. He's like, can we do bar golf? So he went around testing and <laughs> he went to nine different places. He got three different drinks for each one. He made scorecards. So one, is, I don't really know golf that well, but it's like a par, a birdie and an eagle. And this is like a harder alcohol. And we had like 50 people walking around Chinatown going to nine different bars. Um, and then we've done that now in Kakaako and we are going to do that again. And we named them like big trouble in little China, all that stuff. And people dress up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, all those things are great. I mean, you just got to do it. I mean, it takes effort for sure, but I, yeah. I like it. I mean, if you didn't it's, like it, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. And so I guess like digging into that a little bit more, is that more so, and maybe it's both, but is it more so to keep you invested you know as a long time affiliate owner i think that there's certain people that struggle with burnout they struggle with like the repetition of you know i'm just teaching classes i'm programming workouts that's it you kind of get into this rut like is that as much for you as it is for the, the clients and the people that are showing up or you know can you can you talk about that a little bit yeah it's interesting i guess it's internally motivated i just have these things that i'd like to do <laughs> if I get it. I mean, when you're talking about like the prom, so Pat, we would just turn the whole gym into a prom. And if it was casino prom, and I mean, we did so many, we did casino twenties, casino prom, we'd bring in dealers and stuff like that. We would have DJs, we'd have dance floors. I just heard like time of my life at seven 11 on the thing. And I was like, we should have a prom. That's and awesome. then we, <laughs> you know, like then we just, we did it. Um, a lot of the things from a revenue perspective, I think I try to break even on those events. They're not really like profit centers, mm -hmm. but I think in terms of part, part of the thing I think is an affiliate. I, I try to think of is like when people look back and they're saying that was like the time of my life, that was like the good old days. Like when I, I try to remind the members, we have like the, you know, the, the competitor crew on the side and it's, 
right now, you know, we've got those certain seven people that come in and work out an hour and a half every day, you know, like that. And I always tell them like, you're going to look back and this is like the time, you know, where you guys all had your job off, or you didn't have a job or whatever your hell you're doing that you could come in for two hours. And, and yeah. we're always trying to make that when people leave our gym, because in Hawaii, we're highly transient. I want people to look back and say, well, that was the best time that I had <laughs> at any of that. Um, whether it's the classes, the programming or the, the events. Um, so that's maybe that's awesome. a big part of it. You know, well, okay. So sorry, Pat, go ahead. No, I've been dominating the questions here. No, I, I, I was curious, you know, you've, you've got, you've touched on multiple parts, right? So the prom, the going around to the golf course slash drinking thing and all that stuff. I mean, all, all that stuff, that's an interesting kind of glue that makes you can make a serious argument that going around to the bars is uh, moves people's needle in the opposite direction of their friend time. But, <laughs> but what that does is, is it creates it like a, a tight crew, you know, like a, a yeah. crew that feels this bond and they're actually, I think the word family gets thrown around too much, but a crew, you know, they, they are part of the same unit and there's a bond there. So there's equal parts fitness is equal parts bond. You know, there's a gray area in the middle. There's, financial decisions you need to make to to pay the rent out there in Hawaii, then there's things that you do where you just hope to break even like these proms, you know, there's all these different things happening, but somehow you're still in business 15 years later. So whether you're a businessman or not, you must be doing something right. And sadly, I see some people super passionate about CrossFit and they think that that might be enough to sustain a business yet. It's not, you know, there's more to it than that. So how have you, do you have some keys? I mean, how have you stayed in the game and run a successful business, kept the doors open for a decade and a half is no small achievement. So what's going on on, on the business side? Was that there from day one or has that been a, no. a, a trying lesson learned? No, no, I can give you some good analogies on this one. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry if this doesn't resonate with everybody on this podcast, but you know, a lot of times, Growing up, I, I think of things in, in like a video game sense, but um, I, I actually think I start at very low level on everything, mm -hmm. but I'm able to learn anything. So I think most people can, especially with YouTube now. Um, and if you think about somebody who's super passionate with CrossFit, there's an athlete, there's a coach. If you have multiple gyms, there's a manager and then there's an owner. They're each very different skills and you have to recognize that. And if you're a CrossFit athlete and you're going in and you're like, oh, hey, I'm doing a bunch of workouts, but my conditioning sucks, then you might work on conditioning or I can't do double enters. You work on double enters. It takes some self-awareness to say, hey, you know, people aren't signing up. Why are they not signing up? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always doing bad at my accounting or I'm always doing bad at, you know, whatever, like scheduling coaches or what you know there's all these other things so just like you say hey i have a weakness in olympic lifting i'm gonna go buy these books and learn olympic lifting um i broke it down to you know like you know if you have all these different things that you're gonna do for for business you've got insurance you've got taxes you've got all this stuff and i specifically learned over time all of those things and i studied each one of those things because you're right like you can be very passionate um, but you, that's, that's definitely not going to work if somebody's very structured. Um, <laughs> I mean, you look at other gyms that aren't very passionate, like not, not like they're bad, but like maybe like a planet fitness or something, they have tons of people sign up 
and maybe people aren't as passionate about that brand as they are as CrossFit. Sure. So how are they doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, did you learn those things because you saw the writing on the wall that they were needed to sustain a business, or did you have some scary times where the doors almost closed? Oh my God, really? So many scary times. <laughs> probably right now. Probably right now. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Um, wait, wait, hold on. To piggyback on that, do you still have the list, Bryant? Tell them about the uh, list. Well, uh, what's the list? A, I forgot. I thought I thought one of your business mentors at one time. Made oh my god, no! The list keeps list. growing, dude. I get a list. I love getting these lists. I ask them like, "What did I fuck up on this year?" If I can use the language on here, and I have these lists of like my biggest mistakes. Like I've made so many. Like yeah, if I, I mean, you get better. I try not to make the same mistakes. And I think to answer your question, Pat is if I see like a mistake that keeps happening, then I try to solve it somehow. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to keep doing that. Cause a lot of these owners that you're talking about that are very passionate or get burnt out, they're solving kind of the same problems over and over that frustrate them. Like if there's no way for you to catch somebody's credit card, that's going to expire and then sign it up before you get the, you know what I mean? Like then you're mm-hmm. dealing with that hundreds of times in a year. And that's going to take your your time away. Um, but yeah, we, we've had a lot of issues, a lot of issues. I mean, I mean, tons. And I mean, each time you're trying to just solve that problem. And But I think people don't get into maybe owning an affiliate to learn that business aspect, which is a good thing, but it's also a double-edged sword because then you don't realize how much there is to learn. Right. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. Boz, I knew I cut you off. Did you have something there? No, I was just going to add, you know, like to piggyback off of this idea of you've been in business 15 years, obviously you're doing something right that you're still able to do it and weather the storm of COVID. I mean, that's not easy when you can't keep the doors open. Um, So what do you have as far as like goals in the short and the long term after being in business this long? Like, is it it just more of the same? Do you have any other aspirations or things that you've learned that you'd like to to change moving forward? Like where do you go after 15 years? Um, yeah, in, ter- in terms of the gym, yeah, we always have plenty of goals. I mean, long-term goals is, uh, <laughs> at some point we have to talk with our landlord and figure out like how to pay back all the money that, that we supposedly owe them. Hopefully they don't see that, but, uh, <laughs> hopefully they don't want everything, but I, I think we can figure that out. We have a great community once we, once we get that. I, I mean, in terms of the gym, the biggest thing that we're working on goals right now is like, as soon as people contact us and they're motivated, I don't want us to be the problem that they don't sign up. I think historically for a lot of CrossFits, the sign-up process is very hard and the onboarding of the first 100 days is very difficult. So we've I've spent so much time working on that recently. But yeah, there's always things that we're working on with with that. I mean, I think it, but it is tough. I mean, I, I just want to get stable again <laughs> in terms of COVID. That would be great. Um, we had a good thing going. Do, still do Is there any light at the end of the tunnel is when you get a sense out there that you will be able to open again, or I, I hate to say like back to normal life will come back. Oh yeah. We're pretty, I mean, we're pretty close. We are open now I and mean, okay. we've been open okay. and it's slowly been building up. I mean, um, so I think they'll probably change the, change the rules here pretty soon, but I, really, I don't try to think about it too much because it doesn't matter, but um, yeah, we've been open we have classes and we've, because we're onboarding people and following up with people so much better. I mean, we're, we're actually getting, getting there. Um, under adverse circumstances quite a bit. So, um, yeah. You know, I don't know if this is related to what you said about a second ago, you tried to make your onboard process easier, make it easier for folks to come in and get and join. You're probably going to have a whole lot of copycats. I'm sorry, but I have to do this. 
I went to your website. Your website, the landing page on your website is one of the coolest, most fun and inviting landing pages on a CrossFit gym that I've ever seen. There's a cool little animation, like a three-stage animation, like I don't know anything about CrossFit. I've got some experience. I'm just dropping into the island and you click on one of these fun animations and it takes you where you need to go. There's a two minute video, which I watched that is all about your community and the people going there and, and their why. And it's, it's fun and it's uplifting as people from all walks of life. Your, your website would make me want to go and want to sign up. Like it, it's really, really good. So I encourage everybody watching this or listening, go to CrossFit Oahu's website and just copy it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's fantastic. <laughs> is has it been like that for a while or is that one of the things you, you said you've kind of focused on to make life easier for people getting in the door? Uh, we, we change our website all the time. So I do our website and that's, it's, that's part of the problem is I love, it's I love looking at, the, um, and I used to have a different philosophy of the website, but our website now, just for people that are thinking about websites is we want people to be able to get into a class within 24 hours. Cause I think about all the things I'm motivated, like, Oh, I want to, I want to learn InDesign. I want to learn, uh, you know, 3D modeling or, or, you know, SketchUp or, you know, something weird. I just want to learn this program. If I don't start it within 24 hours, like my motivation's gone. So um, the, the reason we have that, and hey, when you guys go there, just fill it out with fake names. I'll see all the fake names. Um, <laughs> testing the system. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, our website is meant to be clear because most people really don't care about constantly varied functional movement high intensity in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They just want to be like, how do I do this? And we have a lot of visitors. So really when you see that website, that homepage is like the tip, the, there you go, the tip of the iceberg. Okay. So once they're in our system, we have a lot of ways of uh, segmenting them, getting them the right information. So like if you said, hey, they click in their advanced yep. versus new, they get a whole different series of texts and emails from me based on being advanced versus new. Because oh, advanced people nice. want something different. They also get different landing pages. So when they go fill that out, they get a different landing page um, based on what an advanced person would want. You know, our tour of our facility, if people want to do it, it's cfoahu.me slash tour. There's a 3D tour and you can click to walk through. Like we talk about the equipment we have. We talk about mm-hmm. that. Nobody cares that we have ski ergs if you're new, but advanced people right. do. Yeah. They, they care about open gym. So we segment people. Then in our follow-up, our CRM system, then we know um, – who's new, who's advanced. And we start tracking through that process as they go through trials and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I thought it was, I don't for lack of a better, it was just welcoming and inviting, you know, and yeah. I hope, I hope that we're still friends after I say this next part. And the next part is <laughs> as welcoming and inviting as that is, I was actually on the island a few months ago and I didn't pop into your affiliate. I, 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 I didn't go to, I didn't go to any affiliate. I, I just worked out at the, I worked out at the, uh, the hotel the entire time for a little vacation. But now it's funny is after going, cause it was a nice disconnect from just all things CrossFit for a little while. And now after I clicked on your website, I was like, dang it, that was an opportunity missed. Like these people look cool mm-hmm. and fun and it could have brought the family who would have had a blast. They could have told us the greatest beaches to go to. So I promise you, I won't make that mistake twice. I won't do it twice. There you go. <laughs> now, if anybody is visiting, we have an easy visitor sign up. And what Pat missed, we give everybody a sticker. 
Oh. Give everybody a custom sticker for being a visitor. Look at that giveaway. Man, Dude. you know how much my kids would want a sticker? I mean, come on. You blew it. We, I did. we give the kids extra stickers. I had to, you know, just use Yelp to try to find the best shaved ice place. You know, it was, it was unacceptable. You know, I could have got all the local information. But so, oh, yeah. again. Even if somebody doesn't want to show up at our gym, if they sign up online for that visitor thing, we have a text bot that will give them a menu and then they can they can text back to that menu that I programmed to show them the best local places, the best local beaches, the best local hikes. And then they don't even have to show up, but they can get oh, that info. My that's goodness. so cool. Um, yeah, there it is. I, I love that sort of thing. That's Not like, again, nice. like this, well, and just coming back to this, two things that really stand out to me, you know, as I think about it more, Brian, number one, I love that 24 hour rule that you've got. I think that's super powerful. Um, like I'm going to, adopt that for things in my own life because I certainly am a dabbler. I like to kind of have my mental hand in a lot of different pies, so to speak. And I find that same thing. Like I'll, I'll be really excited about something. And then if I don't act on it, it's just going to be set by the wayside. So that's really, really cool. And I love that you've actively crafted your guys's gym around that concept. And like, all right, within 24 hours, you're in the door doing something. That's really great. Um, and then the second thing, I love this, uh, this whole like community giving this, like it's such a, a really powerful thing. I think, especially in today's world where a lot of people are just focused on their bottom line, they're like, Hey, you don't even have to show up, but here's the cool stuff to do while you're here. That's awesome. I mean, how, how could people not want to come back and check out what else you've got going on? If you're being that forthcoming with, with things that don't have anything to do with fitness necessarily. Um, I, I don't know. I love that. I think that uh, extension of culture is really, really cool. So hats off to you, man. That's awesome. It's, it's funny. Cause like, I always feel good when I'm like, did you do cocoa head as a hike? And they're like, yeah, that was great. And, I, and like everybody out here is like, cocoa head's the most basic thing. But every time you tell somebody that's new, they're like, yeah. <laughs> so feel good. Feel good with that. You know, after 15 years in business and and we didn't even touch on, you know, if somebody goes to your website and checks out, you, you might have more courses under your belt, CrossFit courses, specialty courses. I mean, you have dipped your toe in your brain into darn near everything. So when I, when I look at that and then I look at you surviving 15 years out there as, as a gym through all the evolution still happening and COVID and all that, if we've got people listening or watching to this that are probably somewhere earlier in their career than you are in their first five years, or maybe they just want to open a CrossFit gym and you're a been there, done that kind of a guy. Do you have a top few things that you wish you had known, you know, or if you had a mentor or something, you know, when you first opened your doors some some pearls of wisdom? Yeah. Um, at least for us in the beginning. And of course everything changes because the, the time when I was starting was much different than now, mm -hmm. but I think what has allowed me to make all these mistakes and given me the runway to learn all these different things like automating tech systems or whatever, which is way deep down the road, right? Is um, if you like hanging out with people and I'm an introvert when I'm not at, at work, I feel like a stand-up comedian when a stand-up comedian goes and does their set, they're big, they're bold, you know, you're exciting. And then, but when I go home, I, I obviously do my own thing and I'm just like, you know, I don't even have any social media or anything, but like, I think if you are at the gym and you honestly like people, you honestly like fitness and you, and you take care of people and you, you really do, you follow up. You're like, where were you last week? And you, I always try to say hi and goodbye to people when they're leaving the gym. Um, if you honestly care about people, because 
people necessarily won't remember. And if we talk about programming one day, like programming is important in a facility, but how they feel when they leave is what's going to bring them back so that you can get them more excited about, well, this is what jerk blocks are for. You know what I mean? Like they got to feel like, oh, this is a better part of my day than going and watching, you know, the boys on Amazon prime or something, you know, cause you're competing against a lot of stuff. So how people feel and like you really caring about them, which takes as a coach zooming out of the class and thinking about how is the vibe of this class? Is the music good for the class? Are people happy? Have I talked to everybody? Not just like, you know, don't bend your arms on the pole. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. If you craft a fun environment, people want to come back to you. One, they're going to tell people they're going to bring it back. And, and, and over that time, you can start to learn all the business stuff. Um, all right. I I, I don't, I know at least that's how we did it. I don't want to derail you there, but there's something cool there that I'm curious if there's something more or maybe not. I, I absolutely agree. Right. And we'll hear that routinely from longtime successful affiliates and great trainers that you have to care. And if you don't care, you're, just spinning your wheels. And usually people can't articulate what that actually means, but you know it when you see it. And you actually articulate it to some degree there quite well. With, you know, when I was on your website as well, I see if they had a good staff of trainers. If you want to provide, preserve that culture at your affiliate, I mean, can you teach somebody how to care? Do you pre-screen these trainers that they're not only competent, like, but they care? Like how, how do you impart that tough to define aspect of caring onto your training staff or do you just do they show up with it that definitely comes from the top as the owner because i think people will see what you do and i would rather pick somebody to be a coach generally that has a good personality and is likes to talk to people and then i'll i'll be able to teach them stuff to to teach a class which Mm -hmm. in terms of like trainer knowledge teaching a a basic good class is, is pretty doable for most people um and I would do that versus somebody who's highly technical with a kinesiology degree that's that's doesn't talk to people as well, or like <laughs> completely agree. So that's that's a technically um, efficient class that would bore me to tears and I would never show up again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because if you well, don't keep showing up. Yeah. Yeah, that's something Pat and I talk about a lot is that you can have you know keys to success, but the bedrock of all of that is going to be consistency. If you're not if you're not there, it doesn't matter how well thought through your programming or your, you know, movement selection or whatever, all of that mm-hmm. becomes totally null if you're not there. So what is keeping people there? That's, that's gotta be a priority. So in that go same, back. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like to not how I normally think, but putting on like my cold, hard owner hat in a business, which is different than in a community mm-hmm. or like a one-on-one coaching, but in a business, the, one of the main roles of a coach is to retain members. Anything that you do that doesn't retain members needs to have, and I'm not the best at this, but I try to, needs to have immediate communication about that. Like no coach wants somebody behind their back to be like, as a member, oh, I'm, I'm not going to go to their class again. Mm-hmm. And you'll yeah. hear that through the gym. And as the owner, sure. you, you need to communicate that to the coach immediately. Um, and on the flip side, you know, people should be asking, usually when I teach, like, Hey, when do you teach again? Like, then, you know, or you should be getting Yelp or uh, uh, Google maps reviews with your name in it. Those are big things. I always send it out to the coaches when they get that. So we try to yeah. reward, catch good behavior. <laughs> That's great. 
So on the flip side of that, like what is it that you see sometimes, and maybe we've already answered it, but you know, are there certain things that you see newer people, uh, and I'm talking about trainers, um, that they invest their time in that maybe you think is maybe less useful in the beginning or just a waste of time in general? I, th I think just realizing what is a class, like there is that technical aspect of the class and the fun aspect of the class. And hopefully there's somebody to help mentor them in um, just like, like I said, if you're a stand-up comedian, if your jokes don't hit, it's not that you're a bad human being. It's that you can work on it. So like, if you feel like your class is a little boring, it's not like that's your personality and, and that's how it's stuck. It's just, you work on your class and connecting with people and how many smiles did you see? Did you actually use the people's names and, and stuff like that? Um, a bad analogy that I always use is like, if you're running and, and, you know, running through the trench. Here we go. Tell me if there's a bad analogy. <laughs> running through the trenches in World War II, right? And you're an American soldier running through the trenches and you're, you're liberating France and you're, you shoot this Nazi and you shoot this Nazi and you kick in the door and there's a Nazi behind the desk and you shoot it. Nobody imagines they're the Nazi behind the desk getting shot and just like nothing <laughs> happened. Like you imagine you're like the hero of your own story. So as a coach, if you're like too invested in yourself, you don't realize that you didn't talk to the quieter member in the back, but she remembers mm. that you didn't talk to her. So you have to be really good to get out of yourself and say, did I communicate with everybody? Did everybody leave with at least one actual thing that they could work with? Did I say goodbye and hello to them? Did I use names? And those are things that are different than, okay, did the back raise faster than the hips and the deadlift below the knee? You know, they're very different things. Um, now, and a lot of times when people are newer coaches, you need to build such a technical knowledge that that's autopilot. Like I can just walk by and just like, Oh, Hey, don't do that. But mm -hmm. then I can build the funness and connect with how does that person want to get communicated to as like a 50 year old lady that's an office worker that hasn't done it versus this guy that's a 20 year old college athlete. I can communicate that same coaching cue differently. And that takes a little bit of time to add that layer. Um, but yeah, you, you, you need to make sure that you're thinking about how they leave the gym. Man, that was well said, absolutely well said and, and articulated. And, and I think that's an, a complete bullseye. So let's say somebody is not going to be rude like I was. You know, they're, they're traveling to your area of the world. Let everybody know who's watching or listening. How can they, you know, your website, how can they find you, social media, just all the ways they can get in touch with you and hopefully show up for a class. Yeah, um, uh, crossfitwahoo.com. And if you're visiting, there's a little plane icon. Like you said, click on that, fill out when you're going to be here. We'll follow up. And uh, you can easily buy your pass online with uh, Apple Pay or anything like that. Look how easy that is. Um, and if you're going on Instagram, it's uh, Crossfit Oahu Family or Instagram.com slash Crossfit Oahu Family. Um, and on Facebook, it's CF Oahu. They're not the same. So it should, <laughs> should all be the same, but they're not. We can't go back and change that. Yep. Um, no, no, it's super easy to start like that. I genuinely appreciate you sharing your time, sharing your experience. I think people are going to get a lot out of this. And I, I give you my wholehearted promise that the next time I'm on, on the island, you will see my smiling face. Yeah, like awesome. that, right? Thanks so much, yeah. man. It's always a pleasure uh, getting to chat with you a little bit. I had a blast. Hopefully we can do it again. <laughs>